Radio Straya. How are you going? How are you going? I hope you're all right. It's Tuesday, January 23, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. That's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. Uh, you can see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily. We do Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast, all that good stuff. NFL Australia, of course. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. Oh, it's a bit hot. I'll tell you, a bit hot. Jeez. Uh, but that's okay. Give me the lowdown. All things NBA. We had the big fellas go off today, didn't we? Embiid goes bang. Cat drops 62 in a loss. And Embiid goes for 70. KD hits a game winner and goes for another 40. It was all happening today. It was absolute chaos. Had to take the squid to the uh, doctor, though. Jeez. My kingdom for a day where I don't have to go just do something. I just want a normal day or I just do my normal job. <laughs> It's stupid at this point. Anyway, uh, we've got some uh, game wraps to get through. We'll fly through those today. Uh, we've got That's Not a Knife on, mate. No, mate. Spud on the night. Bet on Lonzo Ball. Listen, yeah, Nazi. I'm popular opinion of the day now. Back to kills. We're serving up a flame grilled take. Uh, there's an Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. No prizes for guessing who that goes to. And uh, do a quick throwback NBA Australia State history, I guess, maybe. I just, just go watch the video of Bangers just laying out dudes on Miami like. Five years ago, it's sick. Uh, and we'll pick and preview all the games for tomorrow. There are some crackers. So that'll be it because I'm going to go look after the squidge. So no skit at the end of this one. But there's lots of good stuff. Otherwise, trust me. Episode 1024 of NBA Australia. Four. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Better watch out for the Embiid attack. Jeez. Especially if you're Wemby. But you should watch out for the Wemby attack if you're Embiid. I did like that. He, like Even Joel Embiid, who's giant, was like, fuck, that bloke's tall. <laughs> It was awesome. Uh, better watch out for the Chris Finch attack if you're uh, Carl Anthony Towns as well. Your own coach going, yeah, he had 62, but he's shit. <laughs> that was pretty good. We'll talk about that later. Uh, anyway, without further ado, let's get into it with the uh, how do we start every show here at NBA Australia? How, how is it? Oh, it's with the Daily Whip around. Oh, it's a whip crack, dude. That's a good one. Uh, so we had Embiid and Cat today. This is the big story. The big fella's going off. You love to see it. 70. 70. That is just patently ridiculous. I love a good 70-point game. It doesn't happen very often. Obviously, he's only the ninth player to ever bloody well do it, but props to San Antonio for keeping this close. Because Embiid was able to play, what, down to 1 minute 30 left or whatever, finishes with the 70. Fantastic gear. God, it was fun. And then you've got uh, your man's... Out there just going, oh, cool, I'm going to hit lots of threes, Carl Anthony Towns, and getting to 62 and losing. So, pretty funny. Uh, and apparently, this was the anniversary of Kobe's 81-point game. So, we've got a couple of uh, fun stats and gear about that later. We had a great year now come from Thomas Lee that I enjoyed. So, uh, what else in terms of news was there today? Big Buddha Carl Lowry. It might be a uh, time ski for him to be done skis in Miami skis. Uh, <laughs> Jim, you having another stroke? No, no, I'm good for the moment. Finger's a bit sore with a new splint. But otherwise, should be right. 
And, uh, yeah, not looking for the surgery next Tuesday, I'll be honest with you. Bloody hell. Uh, but, oh, yeah, and the squid had to take him to the doctor. Fucking hell. The poor bloke is just, he's uh, got the worst nappy rash he's ever had. And then he's gotten fucking hives like a big rash. Not like the hate to say, hate to say I told you so. All right. Nah. Uh, not the cool kind of hives, the shit ones where it's like, hey, my body's all red and splotchy, Dad. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to take you to the doctor and be a responsible parent. And uh, he's all good now, but he's <laughs> currently running around the backyard just fucking buck ass naked just under the sprinkler going. Well, he's not running, he's crawling because he can't walk yet probably. How lazy is that? It's like, bike, get walking around. Anyway, Big Buddha Carl Lowry out in Miami. Uh, basically, he's moved to the bench, and it feels like uh, he's angry at that. Miami are like, well, you fat bastard. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> also, you're old. You're 37, Kyle. Come off the bench. He's like, no. Um, but anyway, look, he's doing it. That Miami team that lost to Orlando, and then Orlando got killed today. They absolutely got straight. Bloody kill. So he got straight killed. Ah, uh, but it's a big, big, big salary, isn't it? Expiring $29.7 million contract. So you know that Miami can be doing something. But it sounds like they want to do it quicker than you'd think. So not only by the February 8th trade deadline, but sometime the next week we might see him moved. Interesting. Who needs to kick the tires on a veteran point guard, do you reckon? Just moving up the road to Miami. I mean, to Orlando from Miami, you know? I reckon that'd be kind of fun. They could use one. Uh, who else could use a bit of a point guard? Lakers could always use a bit of ball handling. It's just to get to $30 million bucks, they're going to have to give up something. It's a bit weird, I tell you. Charlotte, just give us your spare pieces, basically, at that point for them. Memphis Grizzlies could actually use a handy point guard. He's coming home. He's coming home. Big booty car, Larry, back to Memphis would be pretty fun. Uh Tell you what, though, just send him into oblivion and send him off to teach Wemby how to play. That'd be fun. Uh, otherwise, there's a couple of little bits and bobs. Uh, we had Imoni Bates, which is a weird one. Uh, he got suspended two games in the G League because he entered the stands <laughs> after he played with Cleveland Shark. Cleveland um, entered the spectator stands after it. They're just like, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, he suspended two games. It's like, all right. Got a weird, got a fun, I guess. It's a bit strange. Anyway. Uh, and then there's sort of other little, little bits and bobs. You've got uh, Woj out there going, yeah, look, the Lakers want to trade for everyone, man. And everyone's like, is this the best you've got, Woj? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, they want Bruce Brown. They want Dejunte Murray. It's like, what are they going to give up to get him, though, Woj? And he's like, well, they've got a pick. Like, 2029, man. <laughs> it's like, great. Uh, but the Lakers were trying to get Brown after he kicked their ass last year uh, as part of the Siakam trade, which is pretty interesting. And it was kind of weird that Brown did end up there, but it was obviously that, you know, Masai went, wait a minute, very similar to OG last year, I want to have the most important piece at the uh, trade deadline that, you know, will help around the edges, but isn't the biggest name. So that'll be kind of cool. Good on you. So it looks like uh, the Raptors are in the driver's seat, basically just playing teams off against each other to get the best result. Uh and the best return for Bruce Brown. Uh, and apparently the Hawks are asking for lots back in return for DeJunte Murray. So good luck there. Come on, Brooklyn. Go to the table. Right, let's do some game wraps real quick. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Game wraps, that's right. The game wraps from today. A um, couple of belters, a couple of blowouts. It was a nice mix. Like, Detroit really pushed Milwaukee, which was a bit worrisome. Giannis got his triple-double to 31-17-10. 
Uh, Big Beef Stew is like that one where it's like, yes, now he's back and he's playing well. Big Beef Stew is the dude that you should be trying to get off the piss and just pry him away. Like, piss Bagley off, whatever. He's gone now. It's Big Beef Stew. 19 and 8 with five blocks. He's a presence. I love Jalen Duran. You know that. 12 and 12 for him. 17 for Jaden Ivey. Not bad. Uh, 15 for Boyan Bogdanovich. But, yeah, they just couldn't quite keep up. Lose by 9. 122-113. Detroit now 4 and 39. The Bucks look, 17 for Dame. Uh, Giannis, the 31-17 and 10. Really good game. Just made sure he got his extra uh, uh, 10. Well, the extra assist, I think it was, at the end. He missed out on triple-double last time they played. Uh, but Middleton up against his old team, 26 points. Love to see that. Love to see Middleton hit a uh, nice patch of form, just sort of cruise into the second half of the season. Uh, good win for the Bucs. They're now 31, 30 and 13. And, yeah, Detroit covered that game because the spread was 12 and a half, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. Happy with that, cool. But otherwise, good win. San Antonio, Wemby versus Embiid, 123. The Spurs fall short against the Sixers, 133, because, I don't know, bloke named Joel Embiid had 70. 70. Nine people have ever done it. Uh, pretty good. Pretty fun. Blake was absolutely... He had 50 in 26 minutes. That's just silly. But Wemby still had 33 and 7 with a couple of blocks. Just saying. Pretty good. Devin Vassell at 22. 13 for Dougie Buckets off the bench. 14, 8 and 4 for Jeremy Sahan. Uh, but, yeah, the Spurs defense. This is the thing, right? They're one of the worst defenses going. Give 133 to a Sixers team uh, that has been clicking on all cylinders and give up 70 to a big fella who's won an MVP before. 70 is a lot of points. The NBA's been around a long time. We've seen Will Chamberlain do lots of weird, crazy, chaotic things. And, uh, yeah, 70 is still a shit ton. So, guess what? We'll talk about him a couple of times later. You know, we just will. Because... It's a pretty momentous kind of thing. Um, but really, just in general, like it's a good, good, good just reminder for Embiid that he's like, yeah, I'm bloody unstoppable when I play shit teams. <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, so 70 has been, yeah, it's like nine players have done it. It's only been done 13 times ever because like Wilt just did it a bunch, right? So you got Wilt, you got Kobe, David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, Dame. We did it up against Houston. Uh, was that last year? Yeah. Donnie Mitchell did it against uh, Chicago at the start of last year as well. And David Robinson and Devin Booker, the other ones. Now Joel Embiid. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. Uh, what else? On that team, I mean, 70 doesn't leave a lot of breathing room for everybody else. But 70, 18, and 5. 14 for Tobias Harris. 18 for Tyrese Maxey. You did the smart thing and got the fuck out of the road a bunch of times. I did love the... Uh, the block steal, whatever, at the end, and then just the kick ahead uh, to MV to get the uh, 70. Very nosh. And, uh, yeah, Maxi Handy, Ubre just out there measuring himself up against Wemby, which was fun. The Sixers only went 5 of 20 from downtown and won and scored 133 points. Yeah, it's a bit. They went to the line 40 times. Anyway, Spurs now 8 and 35. Sixers 29 and 13. That was sick. Uh, what else? We had Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland. They beat the Orlando Magic. And when I say they beat, I mean they shit-pumped the Orlando Magic. So he got straight killed. Yeah, the Magic and their uh, wands didn't help them this time. Because Donnie Mitchell had 25 and 13. He had 14 and 11 for go the throw Jared Allen. 
26 for Sam Merrill. Now, I've mentioned Sam Merrill a couple of times. Keep an eye on him just as a fucking gun shooter. 8 of 13 from downtown. That is bloody good. Uh, the Magic Man did not have it today because he had uh, basically Paolo, Franz, Wendell all back. I thought just on a back-to-back they might struggle. I picked the Cavs with that half point on yesterday's show, and they fucking smashed them in this game. Like 126.99 doesn't really do it justice. It felt like it was much bigger. Paolo ends up with 18 and 6, 17 for Franz Wagner. Hello. And Wendell had 10 and 9, very little else. Mo Wagner had 15 and 4, but, yeah, it's the uh, the lack of a like of, you know, Mark L. Fultz and Johnny Isaac, and their defense just sort of falls apart. More impressively, I think this is the Cavs, right? Like, no sweet baby Karis LeVert, no Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, no Evan Mobley, and they're doing this to teams. It's pretty bloody good. We'll talk about them again later, too. Anyway, they're 26 and 15. Orlando dropped to 23. And 21. The tough one, a damn. Memphis pulled off a big surprise win. Uh, that's right. The Memphis Hustle featuring Triple, Jaron, <laughs> Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. He was awesome. He had 27, 5, and 6 steals to Jaron Jackson Jr. He had 19 from the Duckman, Luke Kennard, quack, quack, 5 of 13. Uh, Vince Williams had 18 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, but the Raptors just couldn't hit a shot. 3 of 13 for Emmanuel quickly. RJ was really good again, 29 and 9. He loves being Canadian and playing for a Canadian team. 22, 12, and 8 for Scoob. Uh, but there was not a lot else. 2 of 6 for Gary Terrence Trent Tarby Jr. Jonte Porter. Uh, yeah, no great. 11 for Denny Schroeder. I am German Rondo. And they went 8 of 23 from downtown. Uh, 17 turnovers. Not great against the Grizzlies team. Grizzlies just played their ass off and beat them. Just sort of came out like the Clappers and never really gave it up and just rode it to a win. That's a bad loss for the Raptors. Uh, they're now 16 and 28. Amazingly, that is actually a worse record than the Memphis Grizzlies, who have none of their good players apart from Triple J. <laughs> 16 and 27. Oh, Raptors. That is, that's not good. It's not great. Charlotte beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. What? But Cat had 62, Jim. Yes. Uh, geez, Jim, they were up by a shit ton, weren't they? Yes. Amazing stuff. Cat has 62 points. He has 44 in the first half. The Hornets were down 18, and they won. They doubled their score in the fourth quarter, 36 to 18. The Wolves just stopped playing defense and were, like, shot hunting, and it was fucking hilarious. Bridges ends up with 28. Brandon Spindles-Miller had 27. Uh, absolute chaos gear. And my favorite thing is there was a player out there for the Charlotte Hornets who I'm like, who the fuck is that? I had to look him up. It's Leaky Black. That's his name. I'm not fucking with you. This is nothing like untoward. He's popped up here and there like once the last couple of weeks, once or twice the last couple of weeks for a couple of minutes on these Charlotte teams. He had seven points, three rebounds, one assist and a block and was right there when Cat charged to the rim at the end of the game. That's right. Remember that name. Leaky Black. This is not a fucking joke. His name is Leaky Black, and he was great. He got the ball away from Towns on the way to the uh, bucket right at the end. Amazing gear. PJ Hamilton, Washington, got them the lead with three minutes left, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Terry Rose couldn't hit a shot. It's unbelievable. Uh, Funny stuff. Very, very funny stuff. Blowing an 18-point lead, just completely cooked it. Terry Rose not being able to hit a shot, and they still fucking win this. 
still without Gordy Haywood and Mark Williams or even Nick Richards. Like, Jesus. Absolutely amazing. They started small against basically the biggest team going. I think they had like Washington at center, and boom. They had Washington, Spindles, Miller, Bridges, Lamello, and Rose, and they won against the Wolves. Like, Cat had 62, sure, but they lost. He went 10 of 15 from downtown, so it's not exactly, you know, domination uh, down low for the, to the tune of 70 points, but he had 62. Like, there's no fucking sneezing matter. Like, 21 of 35 from the floor for Cat, 13 and 11 for Rudy Gobez. Is that what they were? 18 for Nicky Alexander-Walker. Ant-Man was horrible. He had 9 points and 11 assists. I'll talk about him again later. And uh, otherwise, like, you're just like, Nazarene, what are you doing? He's like, nah, man, just getting out of cats right, eh? Just fucking let him go, bro. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty rough. When I say pretty rough, I mean absolutely horrible. Because I talked about this Wolves team just the other day, literally yesterday, I think. The games that the Wolves lose that they now don't. This is a game they lose, and they did, and I'm angry. Because you fool me once, Wolves, shame on me. Fool me twice, fuck. Killing me. Uh, but really, for the Hornets, 28 for Bridges, as I said, 27 for Millis, 12, 7, and 3 for Washington, 18, and 13 assists for Lamelo. Terry Rose went 5 of 12 for his 11 points, 4 turnovers, 4 assists. Didn't matter. Over 6 from downtown, doesn't matter. They shot 56% as a small team up against... One of the very best defenses in the NBA. Absolute chaos. That is a horrible loss for the Wolves. It's hilarious. They're now 13, uh, 30 and 13, 17 and 4 now at home. They're almost unbeatable there. And kapow. Charlotte get their 10th win of the season. They're 10 and 31. That is the funniest win today. Uh, we also had the Celtics just sort of outlast the Mavs. The Mavs, look, this is a weird one. Because... No extreme zinger meal. Extreme zinger meal. For the Boston Celtics. you got Average Al Horford out there doing good work in his uh, dotage. you got a lot more Cornette when that happens, right? A bit more Sam Hauser just trying to keep up the size. And the Mavs just look sort of punchless. Kyrie goes 9-20 for his 23 points. Cool. Luca has a sick triple-double, 33-18-13. Awesome. Shot 12 of 30, which is, eh, Hardaway goes for 20 off the bench. Josh Greeny Green has 14 and 7. Hits four threes and they lose because they can't stop anybody. <laughs> they still give up 119. See, the Mavs, right? This is the entire thing. If they don't score 125, they lose the game. So 14 from Greeny, 20 from Hardaway, 6 from Lively, 5 from Derek Jones Jr., 7 from Maxi Clearbar. Grant Williams, one of the biggest... Uh, oh, that, was, that didn't work. Free agency acquisitions in the offseason. Well, trades, technically. Uh, two, three, and two on one of five shooting. He's just, he looks like a spud, plays like a spud sometimes. It's like those ones where you go, hey, Jason Kidd, maybe play Jaden Hardy some more. And he's like, nah, man, fuck off. And you're like, wow, this team basically lives and fucking prospers when Dante Exum's playing, and then they're just chaos elsewhere. Uh, the Celtics were good. 39, 11, and five for Jason Tatum. He was just knocking down everything. 15 and 19 in the line as well. 34 for Jalen Brown. That's a good bounce back for him. 13-22 shooting. Giroux had 17-7-6. Derek White had a horrible shooting night. 2 of 12. Gross for Derek White. Six points. Uh, but look, you know, Hauser was handy. Five points for him. Cornette had five rebounds. Five points for Peyton Pritchard in 25 minutes. 15-46 uh, overall from downtown. 
they limited the turnovers. They forced a couple there. The rebounding battle was right there. They got to the line. That was the big difference for the Celtics, right? Like Brown and Tatum just forced their way to the line. Luca did as well. He went 7-11, but Kyrie just too much outside play. He hurt his thumb and sort of played through it. And it's like, yeah, you could sort of tell. So interesting to see what happens there. But, man, this is a litmus test for Dallas, and they failed. So 24-19 for Dallas, 34-10 for the Boston Celtics. Weird game, sort of fun game. Bull Suns, ah, the game winner from Kevin Durant. The snake, he must have listened to yesterday's show when I was shitting on him. Uh, the Bulls had this, and then they did not. Yeah, 26 for Kobe. Kobe White, he's awesome. 26, 10, and 9. What a weapon. 19 and 17 and 7 for Vooch. 21 for DeMar DeRozan there. Patch Williams is pretty handy. 3 of 8 from 3 for his 13 points. 15 for Alex Caruso, putting on a Caruso. 13 for Ayo Jasunmu. 6 and 5 for Andre Drummond. You're like, yeah, maybe just play a bit more. Don't know. But 43 for KD. They get the win. 8 assists as well. 6 of 15 from downtown. He was absolutely fucking immense. 18 for Brad Beal. 16, 4 and 5 for Booker. Grace Nallon hit three threes for 9 points. 10 points for Drew Banks off the bench. Love a bit of Drew Banks. Uh, and Nurk at 8, 7 and 4. But this all just sort of came down to the uh, Celtics just, uh, not the Celtics, the Bulls giving up the ghost down the stretch, right? Durant scores 43. They're draped all over him when he hits the fucking game winner. And you're like, I don't know what else you can do. Seriously, Patch Williams is right there. You had Caruso right there. Durant just sort of goes, well, over there, misses the block, bang. Hits the jumper, game over. Absolutely sick. What was it, 1.6 seconds left? So, yeah, bloke can play a bit. <laughs> He had 40, what was it, yesterday against the Pacers. But Durant hit a three, basically to go up 113-111. DeMar hits the jumper. It's tied at 113 with 22 seconds left. And you're like, yep. Interesting. You've got Beal. You've got KD. You've got Booker. Who's going to take the last shot? It's always going to be Kevin Durant. And uh, bang. Bit handy, though, when it's like a tied game, right? You just need the go-ahead shot as opposed to being from behind. But awesome game from KD. You love that. The Bulls completely shit the bed. Seriously, that was absolutely horrible by the Bulls. They were fancy. They're up 23. 23 points they led by. They were fucking straight killing him. He got straight killed. And then the Suns just fucking sort of calmly dragged it all back. They got their lead like 95, 94. It was like seven minutes to go. And you're like, yep, this is over for the Bulls. I was watching this one just going... This is one of those weird ones where you're like watching, you're like, the inevitable run's going to come. We know the Suns can put it together. That's fine. But you just sort of have that moment of like, is that going to be it though? Are they going to run out of gas? Are the Bulls going to run over the top of them late? And you had this moment of like, well, maybe not. Like the Suns are in a back-to-back. They've sort of just unloaded the clip, but they sort of just can rely on Durant and just sort of force this shit to come down to games like this. The very end of it. He went 12 of 19 in the second half. Like, piss off. That's just silly. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Unbelievable. Uh, so, good job by Kevin Durant. Great, great comeback win for the Suns. Specifically because, I mean, what is that? That's now a big winning streak for them, uh, which I believe is like, what, their sixth straight? That sounds about right. I should actually check that. But god damn, they were so good down the stretch. It's awesome to watch. They're now up to 25 and 18. And yeah, that is six on the trot. And uh, that sinks 
the Bulls just down a little bit. They're back down to 21 and 24 after a nice little run. Anyway, tough game. Still covered. Thanks a lot, Bulls. <laughs> Love that. Uh, and then finally, the Kings just sort of did enough to hold the Hawks off. 122-107. It was getting a bit hairy there in the fourth quarter. JaVale McGee got a fucking tech for hanging on the rim because these refs are fucking dorks. Hey, you hanged on the rim for what, more than a split second. Fuck you, that's a tech. Hey, here's my idea again. If you can't dunk, you can't give a tech for hanging on the rim. Simple as that. Simple as that. Just because you can't do it means you can't fucking call a tech on a dickhead. Anyway, good win for the Kings because they desperately needed to make sure they took care of this weird, funky Hawks team that is out there going, Patty Mills, let's go. Patty didn't have a great one, but 35 for DeJunte Murray, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 18 for Bogdan Bogdanovich. You'd like to see more from Bogdan when he's in the starting lineup, right? It's like, this is your time to shine, Bogdan. You've been very handy off the bench this season. Then, boom, 11 and 12 for Clint Capella. Jalen Johnson had a rough shooting night. Four of 18, yeesh. I'll tell you what. For 11 points, 13 for Big Deke Bay. And, uh, yeah, not much else off the bench. Eight for Kongwu, nine for Garrison Matthews. Patty Thrills had the two. One of five shooting. The Kings, though, they had 14, 21, and six from the Suvlaki King. Harrison Barnes, the Black Falcon, played his best game of the year since opening night, I believe. 32 and four. Went 10 to 24 of eight from three. Keegan Murray had 13 and six. Darren Fox didn't have a good one. He had 12 points, one assist, one turnover. Shot five of 16 and went over five from three. What the shit? It was weird. It's like, ah, well, we'll just give it to Harrison Barnes. Sure. He's like, I really like it here in Sacramento. Please don't trade me. Um, Malik Monk had 13 as well at the bench. Vezenkov at 8. Trey Lyles with 10. Good win for the Kings. 24 and 18 for them. Atlanta, 18 and 25. Chaos engine engage. Love that. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. No fucking prizes for guessing who this one might go to there, Jim. What do you reckon? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Ah, uh, yeah, might go to the bloke who scored 70. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I think it might. Oh, no. That's right, 70 points for Joel Embiid. 24 of 41 from the floor, one of two from three. I like that he sort of went, nope, I'm just going to keep scoring. He went to the free throw line 23 times. 21 of 23 was at the line. 18 rebounds, including nine of which were offensive rebounds. Five assists, one turnover, one steal, one block. Absolute chaos gear. Jesus. He left with a minute 22 left in the game as well. 70 points and 24 of 41. He passes Will Chamberlain for the all-time franchise record on points in a single game. Absolutely unreal. Played 36 minutes, had 70 points. Ninth player would ever do it. Cat as 62. Went 10 to 15 from three, 21 and 35 overall. Kevin Durant, the 43 points, shot 16 to 32, 6 to 15 from three as well. Both very good games. KD had eight assists as well, BT dubs. Tatum's 39 was very handy, along with Jalen Brown's 34. Luca had a triple double with the 33, 18, and 13. Bloody good, mate. Bloody good. And Giannis had a fucking triple double as well. Seriously. 31, 14, uh, 17, and 10. And Wemby had the 33. What a day! 33 and 7. Oh my God, it was all happening. But Embiid, 50 in 26 minutes, 70 points, just absolute fucking domination. That was unreal. Great job by him. 
How about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 I do love that in the same game where B goes for 70, flip that and reverse it, O of 7, that's what you had from Zach Collins. Chimura Keiki goes 1 of 6. Derek White shot 2 of 12. Yeah, it was calling for the ball at one point. Tatum had kicked it back out. Um, it would have been kicked back out to Tatum, I think, Hauser or... Uh, actually, it might have been Cornet got the... Uh, Cornet might have gotten the rebound. Kicked it out to Tatum. Tatum swung... Like, Derek White's like, I'm open, I'm open. wasn't really that open. Tatum kicks it over to him anyway, bricks it, and you're like, eh, that's enough. I don't know if that was a great decision, but here we are. Uh, Jay Crowder and Xavier Tillman both shot one of six. He had three of 13 for Emmanuel Quickly, as I mentioned. Alec Burks for Detroit shot three of 12. Dane went four of 15. But I would like to thank the Ant-Man for going into distributor mode. Remember when they used to say that about Kobe all the time? Oh, he's going into distributor mode. It's like, yeah, he's not taking every fucking shot. Settle down. Either way, Ant-Man, he went and shot... That's right, he shot 311 on you, Anthony. Uh, and also, I wanted to just shine a light on Jordan Poole yesterday. We sort of flew over it. Uh, he went for more fouls and turnovers than all of his actual positive box score stats combined yesterday. Four and one. He also had four fouls and two turnovers. Shot one of seven from the floor in 27 minutes. Poole. Seriously, he had four points and one rebound. He had four fouls and two turnovers. That is just... Absolute spud territory. What about old mate, old mates, old mate, new mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Oh, it might be the bloke who scored 62. And then his coach was like, yeah, that was shit. <laughs> Chris Finch after the game was like, yeah, what do you reckon about 62 points and a loss? He's like, it was an absolutely disgusting performance on defense and immature basketball all the way through the game. So the game didn't slip away. This is what happens when you have this type of approach. He's like, they were gunning for points. Cat was just fucking launching it, not playing any defense, and that's why we lost. <laughs> Jesus. Chris Finch, both barrels. You love to see it. That kind of goes for a bit of a pantsing the night too for Cat. Uh, because Cat got benched basically at the end of that fourth quarter where it's like, would you stop taking shit shots? <laughs> like, the Hornets are in the lead. Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've got 62, bro. It's like, yeah. And you're taking shit shots, you moron. Fuck me, dead. Chris Finch benched him. Bike had 62. I do love it because they were like, oh, yeah, he might be yeah, he might be a bit gassed at this point. He's like, yeah, probably. All the horrible shots he's been taking down the stretch to let this team back into it. Bloody hell. Uh, so, yeah, it was a bit bit on the nose, I guess, if you're, uh, especially if you're uh, Chris Finch. He's just like, whoa, what the fuck did this asshole do? What are you doing, man? Stop it. So, yeah, a bit of a crazy one for me. Uh, but, yeah, to basically get pants by your coach after scoring 62 is just something you just are like, are you fucking serial? He's just going to keep doing that. Holy shit. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, 
He's also old mate, no mate's cat because I will talk about this. Oh, could just hit him. Yeah, nah. Was Carl Anthony Towns fouled on that last possession, Jim? Yeah, nah. Yeah. About eight times. So I guess they all cancel each other out. Like, do you reckon refs are like, yeah, he just got fucking mugged? Ah, he probably deserved it. <laughs> Seriously. He got fucking hammered by about three different dudes on the way to the rim. What was it? It was like a, uh, I think it was when it was 126-125. Cat drives right at the end, bit of an ISO, just absolutely fucking mugged, and boom, gonskis. So, yeah, bit of a FNIT there. Jeez, uh, you're not great for Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Jalen Brown also sort of uh, sent Luca going sideways and broke his ankles at the, he was in the second quarter of that Mavs-Celtics game, which was very funny. So go watch that highlight. You better believe that's a Panson. It's Jalen Brown going, yeah, look, you might have a triple-double, but you're still a big, chunky, weed-looking Slovenian. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, very cool. All right. What about, what comes after that one? We do better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. When Nyama, look, we don't intend to do number one picks because uh, they're expected to be better than Lonzo Ball because, uh, you know, number two pick and everything. Uh, but Embiid had 70 today, obviously. Wemby drops that fucking 33 in 28 minutes, shot 10 and 19, two of five from downtown, seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks. They lose by 10, and he was a plus zero. Plus minus of zero in a game where they lose by 10, and he played 28 minutes. I still don't know if Wemby would break in half if he played him 32 minutes pop, but here we are. Anyway, uh, Brandon Miller. Speaking of uh, high draft picks, Brandon Miller, 18-point comeback. They come back, and they beat the Wolves. He was fan-fucking-tastic. I was watching a bunch of this game because uh, might have had some money riding on it, but 27 points in 29 minutes. He shot 11 of 13, 3 of 4 from downtown, at a plus 14. He was fantastic. That's another number two draft pick. Uh, I'd probably call that better than Lonzo Ball right there. What about the magic tweet of the day, Jim? It's everybody's favorite segment nowadays. Oh, magic. Thank you so very much. Because the greatest, congrats to Tara Vanderveer on her incredible accomplishment of being the best ever to coach NCAA basketball. Clap emoji. Nice. Uh, because, yeah, Tara Vanderveer uh, became the all-time winningest coach in NCAA history. Very good. Uh, he also tweeted out a good one yesterday after the cookie birthday one. Rest in peace to Dexter King, son of Dr. Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King following his battle with cancer. Dexter King devoted his life to carrying on his father's legacy, serving as chairman of the King Center and president of the King Estate. Exclamation mark. Okay. Cookie and I are sending our prayers to the entire King family during this already difficult time. Ah, that's a tough one. But what do we say? Thanks, Magic. Love that one. Uh, good gear. Fun times. Let's uh, get into it with some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it some Yanaz. Yeah, brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. Bebo. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Listen to the man, get a t-shirt, get a stubby holder, get a coffee mug, get a hoodie, whatever you need. It's the best. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Or just click through on the socials and away you bloody go. Uh, love this. I had Matty G send us a good one. It must suck to drop 62 and still lose. But even worse, to drop 62 and not win the NBA Australia approved performance of the night. 62 is not a knife. 70 is, says Matty G. I love it. He's not wrong. He nailed that one. Yeah, nah. Uh, sorry, Thomas Lee. Hey, mate. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah for the show. Is Cat 62 points the most useless 60-point game in history, given that they lost to the Hornets? Yeah, nah. See, I think the key thing is that they lost to the Hornets. Because we've got a couple more 60-point games that have come in losses, right? You had Kemba uh, lose to Philly on Charlotte back in, what was that, 2018? Uh, which was a bit of a rough one. But they lose, like Philly were a decent team then, so that's okay. Dame Lillard, uh, 2019 against Brooklyn. That was a 60-point game and a loss. Uh that was around the start of the year. He dropped 60. Nets won that one, 119-114. That's when they had Kyrie, uh, Karras, Jarrett go the throw Allen, touring the Red Bull Prince, etc. Uh, so that's not that useless. Uh, yeah, Bernard King do it to the Nets in 1984 for the Knickerbockers. Bernard King was a fucking weapon. Uh, the Nets weren't that crazy. They were 12 and 17 at that point, but that's nothing as bad as Charlotte. You had MJ do it in 1987 in a loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Kakar, but they were a 57-24 at Hawks team. Not bad. And then you got a bunch of Wilt games. He lost one in 60, or two in 62 uh, against Boston and Cincinnati. Uh, Lakers, Philly, uh, Cincy, Lakers again, the Knicks. Jesus. A lot in 62 and 63 when he was just doing a shit down of scurrying a day. Uh Wilt actually had 78 points in a loss. That is the most. That came in an over three overtime game, though, against the Lakers in 1961. But the Lakers were a 20-7 team. Again, this is the thing. To lose, to drop 62 when you're a good team and lose to a bad team, that is really fucking rare. George Gervin in 1978, the Spurs versus the Yaz. The Jazz were 39 and 43 and beat the Spurs by 21. And Gervin had the uh, very nice 63, but they still got their asses handed to them. That's a pretty bad one. But the Jazz still were 39 and 43. It's not that of bad of a team. Uh, MJ did it against Orlando in 1993. Pretty amazing gear, actually, up against Shaq. Scott Skiles and co. Shaq had 29. Scott Skiles in that game had 31 points, which is pretty crazy. But the Magic, again, were over 500. They're 16 and 15. Beat the Bulls. Awesome stuff, that is. Just imagine that game. MJ dropping 64 against Shaq in overtime in 1993. Fuck yes. And then, of course, the most recent sort of uh, chaos shit team 70-point game actually came when the team that was shit had the 70-point scorer. That was the Suns and Devin Booker, right? 
They were 22 and 51. They got kicked, their asses kicked by the Celtics, but Booker still went for 70. Uh, and they were, you know, fouling the Celtics to get the ball back in Booker's hand so he could get to the 70. That was the saddest 70. Uh, but again, that came against a good team. And then you got David Thompson, Denver versus Detroit basketball. Detroit, 38 and 44 that year in 1978. Denver, 48 and 34. They lose that game by two to the Denver Nuggets. David Thompson dropped 73 at the end of the season, most famously. And uh, I think this actually does make the fact that Carl Anthony Towns dropped 62 points in a loss to a shit nine-win team halfway through the season. Probably right, Thomas Lee, the worst, most useless 60-point game in NBA history. It's pretty good. I feel like I should give myself a clap for that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, it was nothing. Ah, you're too kind. You're too kind. Uh, Paul Arnie, hey, legend, happy new year. Your body's about as fucked as mine, and I'm older than you. Hope you can get on top of the finger and mouse soon. Got the rest of the year of smooth sailing. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Appreciate the show on the last keep up the great work. Yeah, nah, for you. Adam Silver has implemented his anti-Australian policy and limiting all Australian minutes across the league to ruin our Paris medal chances. Yeah, nah. Yeah. This is one of my great, fantastic, most absolutely bang-on outback takehouses that Adam Silver's running an anti-Australia campaign behind the scenes. I can't let those fucking Aussies outshow us again. And away we go. I 100% agree, Arnie. Um, I'll tell you, the vibe, like at least Paddy Mills is getting out there at the moment. Trey Young, obviously, uh, in the concur- concussion protocol. So Paddy's gotten a bit of a run, which is nice. But it's also them just going, oh, fuck, the trade deadline's like the, in two weeks. So, yeah, shit. We better showcase it. Jeez, what are we doing? Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a rough one for Paddy. Like, Gids, again, limiting minutes. Duop Reith, they're limiting his minutes. Just saying. They're better than that. The thing sort of goes for Dante and fucking our man Greeny, too. Aussie Matty T. Even Jingles, even though he's older than fucking Methuselah. But, yeah, you're not wrong there, Paul. Right there. Uh, here's a good one. Do you trade Darius Garland? Yeah, nah, no. Look, the Cavs are flying. 26 and 15. Go the Fro has his 12th straight double double, which is a franchise record. The Cavs have won eight on a eight in the row in a row, and their average margin is 22 points in that win streak. That is just fucking silly. Absolutely silly. And they're doing without, what, two of their three best players in Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, if you want to throw go the throw there at four. Because I think the idealized version for the Cavs is that Donnie Mitchell, you know, shows how good he can be. And my point is here, not question. I'm not like saying Garland, Trey Garland. I'm kind of thinking this is great because he can showcase Mitchell and it's probably boosting his trade value more and more and more and more, right? So that's where I'm kind of at. I'm like, fuck it. This is when you trade Donnie Mitchell. When Darius Garland's on his way back, you go, all right, thanks, Donnie. You've been fantastic. Now on your bike, off to New York or whatever, and you can be sad over there. So there you go. You know, it might be actually, that might also double as the unpopular opinion of the day. (coughs) Because as good as Donnie Mitchell's been, I'd still kind of prefer Darius Garland and Mobley and Allen 
Like Mitchell's just undersized playing at the two. It's good when he's at the, you know, playing the one, basically, as you can sort of see now, because he can sort of run the show, everything runs through him. He sort of does tend to struggle as an off guard, and that's why it'd be funny if he got traded to New York. He would be really good, I think, if they could package him up, package him up to Brooklyn. Uh, and, you know, get like, basically, if Donnie Mitchell and Mikael Bridges and Nick Claxton, everything else is on the table there, I'd say, for Brooklyn. So, yeah, that's what I'd be looking at if I was Brooklyn. If you can't get DeJunte Murray and, like, maybe sort of steal him out from under everybody, maybe that's what you're starting to look at. All right. What about Outback Takehouse? It's Tuesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Tell you what. Just driving up the country the other day, dead wombat by the road, pulled over, chucked her in the back, chucked her in the spit when we got home. Boom. Spitted wombat. Goes great. Bit gamey, but still bloody delicious. And it's only at Outback. And today's Flame Grilled take is Joel Embiid's 70-point game just shows you that he should be this year's MVP, doesn't it? You don't see bloody Nikola Jokic dropping 70-point games against the Spurs now, do you? Only at Outback. <laughs> now, to be honest, I think it's the uh, the Mitchell call of sending him to Brooklyn, trading him instead of Garland, and then just going, cool, if we can get like like two decent wings... Out of Brooklyn, if we get a Cam Johnson, maybe we've got Dinwiddie as part of that deal as well. Uh, maybe Dorian Finney-Smith, radical, because now we're cooking with uh, Mobley. If you're keeping Allen, Mobley, you just got to try to figure out if that pairing is going to work together as well. But it always felt like with Cleveland, the sort of positional redundancy between like your four best players, two of them, like, uh, like it's two pairs, and both the pairs basically play the same position. It's fucking weird, so... Bit more positional variability, bro. Variability, and we'll see what happens. Variability, that's the word I'm trying to say. Good job, Jim. Nice one. All right, quick stream player watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch. Jingle Joe Ingles against the Cleveland Cavaliers today in that ass whipping. Uh, two points, two fouls, one steal, two assists, four rebounds. He went one and one from the floor, though, for his two points. Not bad, Matt. Not bad. Uh, who else? We had Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, in the late game against the Sacramento Kings. As I mentioned, he only got the two points at our Patty. One of five from the floor. 16 minutes he played. Over two from downtown, though. Uh, two assists and a steal for Patty, though. Not bad. Just good to see him playing, basically. I'm happy with that. And then in the Dallas-Boston game, of course, we had Greeny. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. 14 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 turnovers. 4 of 7 from downtown, though. 5 of 11 from the field. Dante, look, he was questionable for this game. Well, I think it was doubtful coming back from his heel injury uh, and just didn't dress for it in the end. Hopefully he's back soon. And there you go. All right. What about an Andrew, Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievements in the Field of Excellence? Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Amazing stuff. Let's do it. Uh, Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Joel Embiid, very clearly. 70 points. Absolutely insane. So... As I mentioned, the only blokes to score 70 in an NBA game. Will Chamberlain had his 100. I feel like one of my uh, sort of pet 
back of my brain conspiracy theories is that Wilt never scored 100 and it was just a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, uh, Kobe, 81. Wilt, 78. 73, 73. David Thompson, 73. Wilt, 72. Elgin, 71. Dame, 71. Donnie Mitchell, 71. David Robinson, 71. Booker, 70. Wilt, 70. Now, Joel Embiid, 70. He's also the second player to ever have 65-plus points, 15 rebounds, and five assists in a game. Because Michael Jordan once did that. (laughs) But I think the most impressive one in the floating round that you can see is Embiid is now actually averaging more points per minute than Wilt did in his uh, 50 points per game season. That is absolutely incredible. Seriously, he is absolutely absurd at this point. And it's very fun. Like, watching him just cook today was fucking great fun. And, like, he's such a great performer as well. I think that's kind of the extra sort of bow here. So it's very fun. It's very radical. And what's he averaging now? Like, it's got to be 30. So he was at 35 points a game today. And I think if we look at the actual overall ones uh, for the season, I think he's at 36.1 after today. (laughs) How do you bump up your entire points per game by an entire point? Well, you score 70. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, great moment in NBA Australia State history. I mean, just go watch the video where Bangers just fucking starts blocking everybody on the heat, which is awesome. Uh, that was fun. All right. Patty Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day, Twitter check-in. Let's do this one. Uh, I think we had some Jock Landau gear pop up. Let's have a look. Where'd you go, Jock? There he is. Oh, one new post. Always moving. That's right, he's got those sketchy shoes on, but that's a nice coat. Good beanie. Looking smart on a king. They're in Boston. There you go, looking schlick with the hair. Very nice. On your jock, go check that out. Uh, then his story is here. Oh, I reckon he's gone home. Because he's got the doggo. The dog's got the head over the edge of the couch going, All right, where's my dinner? It's a nice looking couch he's got there, actually, BT Dubs. Anyway, let's do it. Let's do some picks for tomorrow's games. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Uh, look, as I said, squid to the fucking doctor, but it's all right. Just want a normal day. It'd be fun. But that's okay. I'm built different. <laughs> Yeah, I get to sook about it on my show every day. Denver Indy, that's a fun one. Should be plenty of points in this one. Denver minus three and a half. Favourites in Indy. I just don't trust the paces just yet. It's a bit tough. Denver's size, the offense and defense, both sides of the ball. This should be a really fun game, though. I just struggle to see how Indy contains, especially without Bruce Brown. You've got Siakam, you've got Turner. You've got ain't no stopping OB topping, but just the sheer size and length of that Denver front court should be a little bit too much still, even on the road in Indy. I'll take Denver minus three and a half. Thank you very much. Brooklyn hosts the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. The Knicks going across the Brooklyn Bridge. Just cruising across at the end of it. Keep going down the road. Boom, you're at the, uh, what is it? The fucking chase? No, I can't even remember. Bloody hell. Some sort of bank. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, they play at Barclays. This one. Uh, I only went there a fucking million times. Blank that out of my head right then. Anyway, I'm going to go the Knicks minus four and a half. That defense will be way too tough for this Brooklyn Nets team. 
I think uh, they'd struggle to score at the best of times, let, it go, let alone against one of the better defenses going right now. Uh, since the start of 2024, at least, the Knickerbockers of New York City are extremely good. Uh, basically, if you go, yeah, since the new year, the Knicks on defense are the second-ranked team in the NBA, 103.5 defensive rating. That's pretty good. That would be too good for Brooklyn. Uh, right, we have the Utah Yaz taking on the Pelicans. The Jazz are plus 6.5 in New Orleans. I think I might take the Pelicans. The Jazz, though, look, they've got a bit of juice. Plus 6.5. Let's go the Jazz plus 6.5. They're a fun team. Just to know how they're going on the road. But at the same time, if you think about the Jazz and the, the way that they've played in the last, like, what, four weeks, the games that they've won on the road, the Jazz... They did lose the Rockets by a point the other day in that crazy overtime game. Clarkson had a shot to win it anyway. They lost a game at home against the Thunders. Uh, they had the home games against the Pacers, the Lakers, and the Raptors, and the Nugs, all of which they won. They beat the Bucks on the road. They beat the Sixers on the road. I'll take the Utah Yaz, plus six and a half in New Orleans. Thanks, Alex. Good job. Um, Portland, OKC. I love this because I think they're setting this one up. Is this meant to be uh, rivalry week? It's like Denver Indy, they used to be in the ABA. New York and Brooklyn are in the same city. Utah and the Pelicans are the same old team, kind of. It used to be the New Orleans Jazz, but now it's the Utah Jazz, where I'm pretty sure Jazz might actually be outlawed. Portland OKC. Well, OKC used to be Seattle, you see, and now Jim's angry. And uh, Lakers Clippers, because they're also in the same city. That's kind of fun. I like this. We should do more stuff like this, NBA. Portland plus 14.5 against the Thunder. I think this. Thunder team can kick the absolute living bejesus out of uh, Portland, and that could be a bit of a laugher. You've got Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, Anthony, Penny, Simons, Brogdon and Co. You've got Aiton back and healthy. I just think the Thunder at home will be way too good for Portland, and Portland might have a real... like They just have these weird crater games to the Blazers where they just can't score at all. And you're like, oh, no amount of the Great Barrier Reef is going to save you now, is it? It's like, no. No, it's not, because we're not very good as a collective. Chauncey Billups is like, oh, what are we all talking about? They lost by 24 to the Lakers the other day, and the Thunder are a better team than the Lakers. So let's go. The Oklahoma City Thunder minus 14 and a half. And then Lakers-Clippers is a really fun matchup. I'm going to go the Clippers. I think, look, the only question I would have is like how they're going to go without Zoobs, but they've got Danny Tice, they've got Plumley, Lakers, AD, LeBron, and D'Lo's been playing his ass off, but the Clippers can at least go... Well, we've got Kawhi, and the Lakers are without LeBron in this game, seemingly. I think the news was that uh, he was going to sit this one out with a, uh, was it an ankle or something, I think? Yeah, ankle. So I'm going to go the Clippers, obviously, minus eight and a half. I think they should win this one pretty handily, so I don't feel too bad about that. That's a really fun five-game slate tomorrow. So Denver minus three and a half, New York minus four and a half, Utah plus six and a half, OKC minus 14 and a half, Clippers minus eight and a half. Yeah. The 14.5 against Portland is a little bit scary, but they do keep getting the shit kicked out of them. So, yeah. All right, and that's it for today. Nice one. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. I'll probably have a late show tomorrow. I'm going to look after the uh, squids. Uh, got a day off work, but I'm still going to do a show. I'm going to do a show on Friday as well. Do you want me to do a show for Australia Day? May as well. Got to set up the weekend somehow. Uh Either way, and then, yeah, from Tuesday next week, I'll be off for a day or two, well, a couple of days, maybe, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I might miss just because of the surgery stuff. 
We'll see how I'm feeling, <laughs> obviously, because I'm going to have surgery on my noggin. Um, it's all right. Anyway, uh, that's it, though, for today. We'll be back on deck tomorrow, as I said, a little bit later. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG, we're all over the socials. The NBA Australia Never Forget stuff is going up and going great. NFL Australia with myself and Gaz, we dropped that last night because we just decided to because it's like, fuck it, the games are done, let's go. So that's a really fun episode, just talking up the AFC and NFC title games. That'll be good. Get around the Cricket Today and Football Today podcasts. Uh, They are really cranking along. Obviously, BBL is coming to a big, big, big conclusion tomorrow night. You've got the test coming up on Thursday. All things soccer are going off, so stay up to date with all that with Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast. Uh, check us a rating review across all your podcast apps, of course, with, uh, what is it, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you're using, your Android phone. Help us out, would ya? Come on! We don't ask for much. I certainly don't. Get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop, get your merch, get your merch, and big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, go check out House Hats, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Give them all a smash on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. I actually just wrote a big Hottest 100 piece on CodeBet today, so if you want to go check that out, have a read. See if you know any of the bands. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, anyway, that's it for today. No skit at the end. Uh, so we'll just catch you tomorrow, dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would ya? And letters and now. Drink Sprite? Grand Hill drinks Sprite.